0: Now, he's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in today. I'm joined by Judith Sturman. Hi, Judith.
1: Hi Rebecca, how are you today?
0: I'm very, very well indeed. Thank you so much for coming on the show again. It's really lovely to see you here. Um, Judith is a senior leader at Transport Canberra and actually was a client of mine over a decade ago. So it's so lovely that we're still in touch and um, that we still sort of keep, you know, each other abreast of what we're doing and how we're proceeding in our careers. So thank you so much Judith for, for being in my life as well as being in my business. So thank you for being here. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about how to tap into your strengths as an introverted leader, which is such an important topic. And um, introversion is something that comes up a lot in my world, in my coaching world. And it obviously comes up uh, for Judith because um, Judith identifies as being introverted. And the thing that's interesting, I think, Judith, about introversion in the corporate world, particularly, is that... You know, corporate culture is so geared towards favoring an extroverted communication style, like everything from, you know, speaking up in meetings or managing up or doing public brainstorming or being asked your opinion on the spot, things like that. You know, it's sort of geared towards um, favoring an extroverted communication style. How do you sort of feel that's played out for you in your career? Like, how have you have you seen that, you know, in play?
1: So I think Rebecca, you're absolutely right. Um, I guess coming into the workplace, you know, over 30 years ago and um, being asked to contribute into meetings. Um, there is that. I remember going into a meeting where my heart was pounding because I thought I'm going to have to say something in this meeting or, or I'd actually arranged that I was going to say something because I, I had a contribution. And, yes, the heart was pounding, and it was really my thinking of, is what I'm going to say important enough? Is it relevant to the meeting? Because I saw all these very strong, uh, ext- What extra I, I assume at the time were extroverts, and I probably hadn't actually worked out at that time that I was an introvert. Actually, that, that sort of looked it up and understood it. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I suppose at that time I could have easily been put off Uh, progressing my career with that fear that came about every time that I had had to have a meeting and perform. And uh, I guess over time, I did have people that encouraged me. um, And and I suppose that's where I am now is wanting to actually say to um, developing uh, leaders who are introverts that don't give up when you feel those feelings. um, But absolutely, it's, um, and and even in meetings now when people know that I'm introverted and and I actually have um, a senior director above me who actually talks about my introversion quite openly and they're very extroverted. And so it's quite strange to actually hear about somebody talking about somebody that's introverted and talking about you when actually introverts don't, say to anybody oh you're really extroverted um Mm. yeah you you behave this way so there is um i think there is a bias towards um introverts being different Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: for an introvert it's very important to start to understand your inner strengths and what you're bringing and and actually have confidence that what you're bringing has relevance and has importance um, because I think a lot of what we do as introverts and how we think is different to extroverts and that adds real benefit and value um, that
0: we'd be lost
1: if we didn't have that um, at that input.
0: Yes. And I think that's the crucial thing, because I think if you're in an environment that is naturally, like you say, biased um, against you, essentially, in a way where you know this is valued and that necessarily isn't valued, then you can start to doubt whether you have value to add and you can start doubting whether you have a, you do deserve a seat at the table and it sort of creates this vicious circle. So I think in my experience, it's really important to own your value first and understand that you do have value to add um, and then find ways in which you can, you know, bring that in so that you can actually share your value and share your thoughts. Um, we were talking actually before we started recording today about this idea of having different... Um, chairs of meetings, which I thought was really interesting, whether your chair is introverted or whether your chair of a meeting is extroverted. Could you just share your thoughts on that, you know, in terms of, you know, because you obviously chair lots of meetings and as an introvert, and you were mentioning your observations in terms of how you bring introverts into conversations.
1: Yes, it's funny, actually. I just recall yesterday I had a meeting, and and it was a Teams meeting, so it doesn't – in-person meeting or in Teams meetings, that they're all the same in terms of how the introvert who's got a planned, uh, thought-led approach versus an extrovert who's got a need-to-be-heard approach, um, actually how that dynamic works. So I actually was chairing a meeting yesterday, and one of my senior uh, managers started to sort of take over the meeting and start to guide and um, it it took it away from the planned approach that I was taking. And I sort of jokingly said, oh, I should have had you chairing the meeting. Um, And then we went off onto a tangent and I said, the reason I was chairing the meeting is because I've actually got an agenda here and a plan and I'd like to work through that plan because that plan um, actually flowed in a certain way. And they were going into this random approach of, mm. oh, well, we need to talk about this and we need to talk about that. So I think as an introvert, um, not only is it uh, important when, or there's a great opportunity when you're chairing meetings to still invite extroverts, obviously, to participate, but really make sure the quiet people in the meeting actually do participate. And I recall another meeting actually um, some time ago where. There were some junior members of staff, um, and some of them were, were introverted because they're sort of in roles that they're doing their own thing, tucked away. And I was a little bit concerned that we'd ask them, oh, could everybody please contribute to the meeting and, and you know put your hand up when you've got something to say. So nothing happened. Nobody put their hands up. So I, I made the decision there and then to go around every single person in the room to ask them, if they had a contribution and what their contribution could be and tried to ease or tease out of them something valuable that they could add to the meeting. Mm -hmm. So I think um, absolutely introverts can actually form better outcomes for meetings by ensuring um, that all groups are encouraged. And, you know, we talked about diversity as well, and, and really introverts are just one on the diversity scale of a whole number of different types of people. 100%. Yeah, And it's it's I find it really incredible um, that we're still in a society where we have real sort of categories of people that we stereotype as who should be in the workforce, whereas I like to look for people that are a little bit different mm-hmm. because they can have underlying skills that may not be obvious to people, But they, in the background, can be injecting something different and new into the environment instead of the staid, you know, run-of-the-mill, always-done-it-this-way sort of approach. So I think, yeah, it's really important, I think, for introverts to be um, ensuring that other diverse groups are part of the workforce but also encouraged to have that voice and are pushed forward to, to yes. help them develop too.
0: I think the thing is, is that's so important when it comes to looking at how we work together, You know, whoever we are, is that we think about it from both sides and introverts are encouraged to speak up and have a voice and say what they think and all these kinds of things. But equally, I think extroverts should be consciously aware of being better at listening and being uh, more consciously aware of their impact in a meeting where there are people who are naturally quieter. So I think, you know extroverts can run the risk of just assuming people have nothing to say if they don't say something which is a massive mistake and i've had many client conversations where they've said you know if i'd only just said that in the meeting or if i'd only just you know spoken up and i might say to them well did you get an opportunity to speak up and you know they might say no which could be an excuse but it could also be a genuine um challenge that they have so then you have to think about strategies of how you can get on the agenda perhaps You know in advance so that you're thought of in advance of the meeting starting as somebody having a point to make so that's something you can actually do is trying to get yourself onto the agenda as and having a, a piece of the agenda to own and to sort of you know share your thoughts in the meeting but i do think it's a balancing act and i think we all have to be more consciously aware of how to include more conversations and more people in the conversation um so you know let's talk judith about you know the challenges if you like of being an introverted leader, Um, what would you say for you have been significant, obvious aspects, if you like, that have caused you challenge, caused you problems as an introverted communicator?
1: Look, I think working with other extrovert um, executives, because as an introvert, um, as you say, you don't always come to the table as quickly and as vocally as an extrovert may do. And so learning the landscape of, especially with an executive board or an executive team to actually work out and plan how you can make sure the value that you bring can actually be um, shown in that meeting. And sometimes it's it's planning and preparation. And as you say, getting, getting something on the agenda and actually putting your hand up to have something on the agenda that uh, you know will bring value to the meeting. But what I found is that there are a lot of people that really, truly don't understand introverts. And, you know, when we look at our behaviours and um, how they might perceive us, and, and I think one of the things um, that really strikes me is, on Fridays, it used to be a, everybody over to the pub for a drink after work. And I felt oh, I've spent all my week with these people. I now will need some time for myself. <laughs> I need downtime. Um, <laughs> the, the the sort of feeling was that oh, you're not part of the group. You're yes. different to the group, but actually, you're different to the group anyway because yes. your needs are different. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you have to give yourself confidence that what you bring to the workplace is um, a different to what you bring personally into the the team. Um, And you can't just comply to what the extroverts want. You need to actually think about what you need. And quite often, because there are more extroverts, you can't sort of plan something and say, well, can we do this this time? Because most of them will go, don't understand, or why would you want to do that? So it's very difficult to actually not just accept that you're going to be different. You're going to be viewed as as different. And you just need to get a bit of a, a shell. Um around you, to just accept that you're here to deliver your strengths and what you can to the team, uh, but don't let others bring you down. They yes. will try. For example, one of the things that I'm very collaborative, so you know m- aligned with the diversity and encouraging um, diversity and people collaborating. I, I, in the past, have been told that because I don't just make a decision myself and because I go and collaborate and get views and, and draw a decision after talking to a group, that was a weakness of a, an executive. Um, but that was an older male <laughs> who probably um, he had been taught that to be a leader, you need to be dictatorial, you need yeah. to take decisions, even yeah. if they were wrong decisions, <laughs> and, you, you know, you had to be strong. And I, I guess um, where I learned as well, before I knew that I was a, an introvert, back in when I was in the UK, there were people that were being promoted in the team that I were in, was in. And I saw this behavior, which was that they would, what I call, put the head above the clouds. So they would see their group that they had to interact with as being their peer group and nice. the people above them. And so they switched into this mode of, This is important because this is about me and my career now. And my career is about influencing these people and getting um, respect and my reputation here. And they'd forgotten that actually the people that were doing the work for them were the people that were beneath them. When I say beneath them, I don't mean yeah.
0: in, but beneath them.
1: But managing and, up and managing um, down.
0: So they were yes. constantly managing up and forgetting to manage down.
1: That's right. And so I think one of the certainly one of the things as an, an introvert that I have as a um a characteristic is is actually reaching down to all levels of um people in in the staff groups, in the work in the work groups. Because actually um, when you do do that, do that you learn more. And you you understand more about the actual work that you're doing, and especially when you're in a, a customer service type role, if you don't have contact with the people that are doing the actual customer interface, then you actually don't have an understanding of how that how the business that's can that. improve. Yeah. Um, and that I think for me that's an introvert trait is um, is actually getting out with people and engaging with people, and sometimes that doesn't really make the mark with extroverts because they're up there thinking about how they're working and what they look like and and what decisions they can make mm-hmm. without reaching down to actually do that work because it's actually harder um to go back and do that work with people and understand people yes. so networking is also um something for uh, introverts that's very challenging and i found early on um, that i used to put myself up to go and present on customer service and various other topics and when i got to the actual venue i would find that i'd sit in the corner wait till my spot came walk up onto the stage deliver my presentation which i did with passion because I, i had passion for my subject but then I'd scurry off the, the stage and then disappear before the, the coffee break so that I didn't have to interact with anybody right, yes um, And then I realized that actually that was not um, that wasn't going to benefit me because actually going to those presentations was and those uh, conferences was actually to um, try and network and speak to people and get more information and, and build my sort of network of people. And so um, I remember the day, and it was was probably about 10 years ago, I actually went to a conference and I decided I was going to go at the tea break before my, my presentation. And I actually went around every single table and talked to all of the groups on the table before I stood up and did my presentation. And then I was able actually to reference the conversations that I'd had
0: with the groups and so yes, it's it yeah, it so absolutely. much
1: more meaningful for everyone
0: yes yes but I think one of the things with that is I think the the fear is often about you know when you're looking at yourself and you're thinking this is about me it's all about me and I think that's what makes it uncomfortable I think when you make it about everybody else uh, and you go and like you talk to people like that or you make it about the outcome that you're looking for you make it about this is what something I'm doing for the business and raising awareness of what we're doing or something like that that basically is not about you, I think that can actually give you that confidence to, to go out there and do that. But I think that's a genius suggestion is to go around beforehand and then you can connect your presentation to the needs that are in the room. I think that's really, really smart. Well, that brings us to the end of our first part of our conversation with Judith Sturman. I hope you're really enjoying it and getting lots and lots of ideas. We will be coming to you with the second part of this series on owning your strengths as an introverted leader. If you are looking for support in your career, then 100% you might want to come and speak with us. We work with women all day long in the area of building your brand and your credibility and visibility. A lot of our clients are introverted. A lot of our clients are extroverted. But whatever it is, that it's all about looking at strategies to help you build your credibility and visibility with your key stakeholders so that you can raise your profile and move forwards in your career. So, the first point of call you might want to check out our website, illuminategrowth.com.au. Um, you can also obviously subscribe to this podcast. This podcast is full of all sorts of tips and ideas to help you move forwards in your career. And you can also download one of our most favorite popular downloads which is called The 7 Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. Get it by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. It is a great starting point to get thinking about your career and where you want to move to. And look, I look forward to seeing you in a fortnight where we will be talking with Judith again and sharing more insights on introverted leadership and how to understand your value and build your value and share that value with the universe out there because we're all looking to hear from you. I'll speak to you soon.